Welcome to the weekly podcast, Small Business Conversations with Milita. Today we have acting CEO of Business Unity South Africa, Kes Kuvadia, to unpack the state of the nation address last week, Thursday. Hi, Kes. It's great to have you on the show. Hi, thanks for having me. So what are the key things that the business community was expecting to hear from SONA last week? You know, the business community has been, we had, the president had asked for our recommendations, we had sent him recommendations, and what we had said is that the critical issue for this country at the moment is investment and growth. We need to do everything possible to create an environment to attract investment, both local and global, put our country onto a sustainable growth path so that businesses can grow and we can employ people. And we, in that way, we start increasing our tax revenue, we start addressing our fiscal deficit and so on. We also indicated that uh, one of the other aspects on the fiscal deficit is to reduce public expenditure, and we asked him to say say something about that. And the whole energy crisis, besides ESCOM, getting ESCOM right, just to get the instruments in place to enable the next uh, tranche of renewables to get on stream, to enable self-generation, so that we can relieve the grid uh, a little bit. And then we asked him to refer to issues related to the structure of the economy, and we need to make some fundamental interventions to ensure that we have a competitive economy, we have an economy that enables entrance to small and medium enterprises and emerging professionals, because we need to get as many people in the country as possible uh, into the formal economy so that that then enables the growth of the of the economy itself. And finally, we asked him to say something about law and order in our country, that we need to be far more have urgent about uh, putting into place the necessary capacity to ensure that our citizens and businesses are safe and feel safe, because at the moment we, there seems to be a complete breakdown in law and order. So those are the sort of things we put to him. And uh, if one looks at the sonar, I think that he did, for the first time in our view, acknowledge that we have a crisis in the country, we have a serious crisis in the country. He said that the SONA is all about inclusive growth, so he acknowledged that growth is at the center of the debate and the center of the priority that we need to address. He made some good announcements on telling the Minister of uh, Energy, uh, Minerals and Energy, to actually enable the integrated resource plan, to enable self-generation, to get the next uh, tranche of renewables going. And we wait for the Minister to actually do that urgently, because if we are able to do that, then some of that energy generated by the private sector can be put onto the grid. And then that enables ESCOM to take off the grid some of the power plants that are, that need serious maintenance. And they can then maintain them and repair them properly and then get them back onto the grid. We're going to have to mothball some power plants soon. And so we need more energy, sustainable energy to get onto the grid. I think that he referred to a number of initiatives related to youth entrepreneurship, to small and medium enterprises. I think there what was lacking is more detail on just how are we going to get rid of the red tape that 
still there to actually register, create businesses, license businesses. And how do we actually get institutions that are funded by government, by the taxpayer, that are supposed to actually build the managerial and non-financial capacities of particularly small businesses, how do those become more efficient? Because it's not just finance. It's also building the managerial and other capacity of small businesses, non-financial capacity, and, and developing markets for these small businesses. So I think we made some progress in the sauna. What we now need to look at is more detail and some time frames. And the president also said, and that's one of the things we raised with him, he said that within the next month he will make public performance agreements with his ministers. We want, we would like to see as part of those performance agreements time frames and milestones to implement what he actually announced in the sauna. Cass, the president announced that the NYDA would be funding a thousand entrepreneurs in 90 days. How different is this initiative from what the NYDA is supposed to be doing on a daily basis? So the president announced that the NYDA will be funding in the next month or so a thousand youth. I think that what we need to look at is the NYDA itself operating efficiently. Does it have the capacity to do this? And it's not just a question of funding enterprises. It's a question of wraparound services for enterprises, particularly youth entrepreneurs and small enterprises that include uh, building the capacity to manage businesses, building the capacity to manage staff, creating and ensuring that there are markets for the goods that they produce. And all of that needs to be considered, and all of that needs to be facilitated. Otherwise, what you're doing is you're setting people up for failure. And I think that what we need to actually look at is why in our country we are not developing small and medium enterprises and youth enterprises to the extent that we have the potential to develop them so that they can participate in the economy. And some of the issues are that it's extremely difficult to actually start a business. Uh, uh, It's extremely difficult to license a business. You have to go through numerous processes. We need to simplify the registration of businesses and it's those sorts of issues that that need to be looked at. And I think that when you, on the one hand, want to start these small and medium businesses, you want to get youth into business. And on the other hand, you have all sorts of legislation and regulation that make it difficult for businesses to actually be profitable, to prosper, to actually grow. You are hiding to nothing. And so we need to address the fundamental underlying issues. That's creating a situation in our country where we're not promoting entrepreneurship because of all these hurdles. Deal with those hurdles. And then between the public and private sector, the public sector looking at the non-financial services for entrepreneurs, the private sector looking at financial services. And it's not just debt finance from banks. It's also the creation of a venture capital market, uh, venture capital services for entrepreneurs because entrepreneur, no entrepreneur can survive and ensure that his or her business is successful only with debt finance. You need venture capital as well. And uh, our venture capital 
services in this country for for small enterprises is is virtually non-existent. So there's a whole range of issues that need to be looked at in implementing what the president talked about in USONA, and we need to actually see how the public and private sector works together to do this. How can SMEs be better included in the value chain of the upcoming infrastructure developments that were mentioned at SONA? It depends on how these things are structured. So I think SMEs can be included in as part of the value chain. I don't think... I think we also need to be realistic. A, a small and medium enterprise is not going to have the capacity or the resources to manage major projects and major contracts when they start. But what we need to do is we need to ensure that our procurement laws and the interaction between business and government is such that larger businesses, businesses that currently have the capacity to manage the larger projects and contracts, are incentivized to actually include SMEs in those value chains so that SMEs are able to do some parts of those business, of, of those projects and of the infrastructure projects. They grow through those and they develop through those and over a period of time they then manage more and more and they are able to over a period of time take on bigger projects. So it's not a case of whether SMEs will be involved in these. It's a case of being realistic about what part of the value chain SMEs can address. How do we actually ensure that the bigger contractors are incentivized to utilize SMEs and what sort of support government is prepared to give to actually enable those SMEs to participate. Power cuts are crippling small businesses. Would you say that the government is taking its impact on small businesses seriously? I think even before the former initiatives had started, I mean, the appointment of the ESCOM CEO, the CEO starting to work and beginning to actually take some decisions. So I think what the president did say on ESCOM is that firstly, he acknowledged, and I think it was necessary to acknowledge and be honest with the public that there will be load shedding, as the CEO has been saying. Now, that's the situation we find ourselves in. It, it's no good promising to citizens and to businesses that no, 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 they will not, we will ensure that there's no load shedding, and then suddenly you have load shedding. So at least businesses can plan for this. If the load shedding schedule is consistent and accurate, uh, businesses can plan for that. I think ESCOM currently what the CEO is trying to do, I think, is moving in the right direction. But but I think we, again, we need to be practical and pragmatic about this. He's taking on an organization that is severely damaged in across a broad range of areas. And so to actually get this organization right, he's going to have to address the, the operational side of it, the governance side of it, the funding side of it, the restructuring side of it, and these are all big issues in their own right. And so I think that what we need to say is we need the government as a shareholder needs to put an appropriate board into place with a an appropriately qualified and capable chairperson, and they need to do that urgently. And then they need to give the CEO and his team the space to take the hard decisions they need to take with strategic oversight from the board, and government needs to, to a certain extent, get out of the way. 
because some hard decisions need to be taken. And this is a long-term issue. It's not a short-term issue. And I think so long as the CEO shows the capability to address the hard issues, communicates to the public regularly, as I think he is doing, uh, and creates certainty in whatever we're doing so that public and businesses can plan, that's the best we can do under the circumstances and we've got to work with that. Do you feel like the issue of data was addressed enough? Well, again, the president said Spectrum will be released. As business, we've been pushing government for the last two years to release Spectrum. I don't know why it's taken so long. There is now a roadmap from ICASA to uh, release the Spectrum, but we believe they need to move much quicker on that. They need to get some auctions for Spectrum going sooner rather than later. Because, you know, we talk about 4IR and we talk about all of those things. We can't actually take advantage of those if we don't have available data and at competitive prices. And, and, and data in this country is pretty expensive. And so we hope that NERSA will move with speed. The decision has been taken to release Spectrum finally. We hope that NERSA moves with speed to put into place the necessary regulations to get the auctions for Spectrum going and to get uh, more data on stream and at, at competitive prices. That was Cass Kuvadia, the acting CEO of Business Unity South Africa.